0: they've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else and then things sort of fall apart a
1: little bit in some way or another and partying can actually be a really important step. Towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with mm-hmm. other women and mm-hmm. in community with queer people. Mm-hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folks 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. From BGS and Osiris Media, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. This week, our first in a series of shows from Austin, Texas, starting off with Fermín Núñez, executive chef of East Austin's Mexican-inspired restaurant Suerte and Eater Austin's 2018 Chef of the Year. As you'll soon discover, Chef Fermín is a man with a mission to create the perfect tortilla every single day. As he recently told Eater, it takes a village to make tortillas every night, and the foundation of Mexican food is masa. The process starts with one of the restaurant staffers bringing a pot of water to a simmer, adding the necessary ingredients, including the masa, cooking it to a certain level of doneness, and then letting it sit overnight. A different employee comes in the next morning to rinse the masa, and that's the source of the day's tortillas. It's this attention to detail that has made Suerte one of the most beloved new restaurants in Austin, and Chef Fermin's love of music is woven into each and every part of the day, from the making of the masa, to prepping his mise en place, to the entire staff stopping at 4pm to clap to a cover of Achy Breaky Heart in Spanish and prepare for the night of service ahead. And speaking of service, Suerte closed for a few weeks back in early March to regroup and recalibrate as the city of Austin sheltered in place because of coronavirus. And so in mid-March, they reemerged with the Suerte Tacaria, providing highlights from Suerte's menu for takeout, one of them being the Suadero Taco Meal Kit for families to enjoy at home. The kit includes all the ingredients needed to prepare Chef Fermin's signature dish, including confit brisket, avocado crudo, black magic oil, signature tortillas and sides. And in addition to cooking instructions, they rounded out the experience with a video of Chef Fermin cooking along in his own kitchen and a link to his favorite playlist in an attempt to bring the full Suerte experience into your kitchen. The kits are still available, so if you live in the Austin area and need some high quality sustenance, head over to suertetx.com. For now, recorded some time ago before our new normal, this is my conversation with Chef Fermín Núñez, recorded at Suerte Restaurant in Austin, Texas.
2: So my name is Fermín Núñez. I'm the chef at Suerte in Austin, Texas. And I got here through the love of Mexican food, making tortillas and showing people what true masa can be. What a true tortilla should taste like. Suerte is, is the first restaurant where I'm at the home, where I'm not just uh, helping someone else do, do their dream. Uh, Suerte is my first baby. And uh, it started, you know, 10 years ago when I started cooking. I always knew that I wanted to, to be a chef of a restaurant, of my own restaurant, you know, be, be the guy at the top. And whenever I have a goal, I always like to work backwards. I always say, you know, if I wanna be the chef of a restaurant, if I wanna open my own restaurant one day, how do I get there? Well, I gotta be the CDC of a restaurant. And how do I become the CDC of a restaurant? Well, I gotta be a sous chef. And how do I get to be a sous chef? Well, I gotta be the best line cook there is. And how do I become the best line cook? I show up early and I go on my day off and I work at other restaurants for free and I just try to make myself better to chase that ultimate goal. And I guess it worked out. I've been in Austin for the past eight years. I started cooking in Houston. Uh, in the Houston Country Club uh, way back then when there was a certified master chef at the helm, Fritz Gitzner. And I had no experience, but I had a lot of heart. I went up to him at a social and you know, there was, there was about less than 50 certified master chefs at the time in the United States and he was the only one in Texas. So I just went up to him and I said, I have no experience, I have a lot of soul. Uh, I'll do whatever and I'll work for you for free until I earn my pay. And he told me show up in my office tomorrow and I did because uh, it was uh, the Houston Country Club uh, the guard wouldn't let me in and of course he didn't remember that I was the, the chef didn't remember that I was going to go in there and uh, he didn't have my name on the list and it was before you know you could text or you can like email from your phone so I went back to my apartment send him an email from my computer and told him hey I don't want you to think that I wasn't there I was there they wouldn't let me in call me I'll do whatever just know that I tried uh, and he sends me an email he says come back that's all he said. Just come back. So I show up again, and the guard's like, "You again?" Uh, but apparently, his secretary uh, given my my name and everything. Uh, interviewed, and I was working there the next day. And it took about eight months before I earned my pay. Not because I wasn't that good, because he completely forgot that he wasn't paying me. After eight months, I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, so you know, I'm 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 helping run banquets and I'm doing the saute station on the for the restaurant. I was wondering if I could get paid." And he was this very proper chef, you know, like just certified master chef. He never said any bad words. And he looks at me and he just said, oh, shit. Well, I guess I'll pay you a little bit more than I what I what I usually pay my people to make up for it. So, yeah, that's that's how I started the cooking. It was French, French food. It was, you know, country club food where we were just mimicking what what he saw as 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 what was good, which was French. And that was what a lot of people were cooking at the time and then i moved to san antonio where my parents were living and then one day i was looking for a job and i cracked this i said let's see who's hiring in austin and la Condesa was hiring downtown home by Rene ortiz at the time i send him an email i send him the cockiest email i've ever sent in my career i am mexican i i know how to make this food you want me on your team i'm the superstar you've been looking for and he just replies from his blackberry saying And I told him I was living in San Antonio at the time. He just replies from his Blackberry saying, be here tomorrow at 8 a.m. And I'm like, whoa, I told you I live in San Antonio. Can we make it noon? I'm like, I didn't didn't plan to be there that early. He's like, okay, see you at 1. And I came in, interviewed. My sister was living at the time here in Austin. So it was easy to just jump in here, get over here. And um, within a week, I was living in Austin and haven't moved out since.
1: What's the story of uh, Sorte? It,
2: it all started with uh, Sam Hellman's Mazda owner approaching me to be the chef of this restaurant. And I decided to just go for it. And we set out to, to be a restaurant that focuses on making masa every day uh, using Texas ingredients, local Texas ingredients, driven by the Mexican cooking techniques that I love, that we both love, but also making it unique to Austin and to Texas. We want you to feel like Yes, it's inspired by Mexico and there are the different regions, but it's a restaurant that it's based in Austin. Cooking Mexican food with Mex- with local ingredients, that's what I feel like sets us apart and you know, making the masa. But it's that love and soul that we put into it uh, based on what's around us. So any, any examples specifically of that? A, a mole, you know. Mole is, it's you know, it can be for many different regions of Mexico, but mole poblano, right? Or mole negra from Oaxaca, that can be one of them. Uh, mole negro from Oaxaca, in the name it says it's from Oaxaca. I'm not going to make that mole because we're not in Oaxaca. I'm going to make a mole negro inspired by the techniques and the ingredients, but done with what's around us. A good example is, you know, in Oaxaca, they, they use plantains, and they fry them, and, and they, they make them in their mole paste and, and whatnot. I don't think there will ever be a plantain here in Austin, Texas, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. The day that it happens, I'll be very scared. Uh, but you know what, there's peaches and there's apples. So why not look at that and, and treat them like you would the plantains? And also there's only apples for a certain part of the year. There's only peaches for a certain part of the year. So when we have them fresh, we use them fresh. And when we know that they're going out of season, we'll preserve them and then use them to make the next batch So that is, that is one big example of how we do things here. You know, it's, it's inspired always by Mexico. But it's driven by what's around us. The, I mean, the tortilla itself, the tortillas, the corn, yeah, the, the corn that we use for the tortillas at the restaurant for the masa, it's grown in Texas. And it's very different than what you find corn that's grown in Mexico. And it's unique to Texas, it's unique to Austin, and it's unique to Suerte. Uh, I always try to explain Suerte as a restaurant that's bilingual. Its uh, first language is English, but it's very fluent in Spanish. That's the best way I can describe the restaurant as a whole. Would that be a way that you describe the music at the restaurant too? Yeah. I think that's that's one way to to look at it because I grew up in northern Mexico and Texas most of my life. So that's what I kind of bring into the kitchen in, in the world of music. I show these, these guys that have never been to Mexico what a cumbia is, what Mexican hip hop is happening right now. You know, because I feel like people sometimes look at Mexico as this place that it's, kind of like stuck behind in in, in technology and, and inspiration but you know there's a lot of cool mexican guys that are rapping and they're 25 years old and you know you don't have to be in america to make the next hit song and you can also make really good beats if you're mexican if you're young because just that drive it's it's anywhere
1: yeah well, what do you got, you got any lists of those of those artists
2: yeah 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 so in the mornings, we always start with uh, something that's going to bump you up, something that's going to make you not
1: move slow. Is that you're coming to make the masa?
2: Yeah. So so Julie comes in in the morning, and uh, she's really quiet, but it, it's you can see when we play the right music, she's going to be pumped to, to move faster, you know? Uh, one of them is Ángeles Azules, uh, which is cumbia. They have great, great hit songs. One of them is uh, 17
1: Años.
2: You're not going to move slow if you're listening to that. Another good one is Superstition, Stevie Wonder.
0: Very on the wall.
2: Very it's just songs that are not going to make you mad. And if you're mad, they're just going to make you forget about it. There's your bilingual right there. Yeah, the bilingual, you know, uh, Tom Tom Club, Genius of Love. It's mixing that and then throwing in some Mexican hip hop from Tino El Pinguino.
0: Ah, uh,
2: from Charlie's Anne's and the Walla they're all good young people that are just making good music, and you don't have to know Spanish to just know a good beat
1: that's I think one of the best things about streaming services and having every single type of music at your fingertips is that language doesn't become as important I you know it's it's uh, if you're listening to music for the message or the words fine but listening to the production and the quality of the music and the and how the person rhymes in their own language
2: yeah and and, and it's funny too because there's uh a good uh, like just how to bring people together it's uh there's songs that i didn't know that were a mexican version of an american song already <laughs> yeah. you know like like a lot of songs from luis miguel are covered songs in spanish by the jackson five And I had no idea until, you know, a few months ago when I started showing these guys who Luis Miguel was. And they are like, oh, this is like that one song from the Jackson 5. I was like, what do you mean? And then they would play it for me and I'd be like, my whole life I've been lied to. <laughs> I thought he came up with that song, you know? Another thing we do too its at four o'clock every day, we start clapping. Everybody, you, you, you maybe, uh, if you stay here long enough, you'll okay. see it. Uh, we start clapping and that's our sign to do the lineup. But another thing that happens almost every day when we start clapping is uh, this song that I don't know the name in English, but I know the name in Spanish and it's called Payaso de Rodeo. No rompas más, mi
0: pobre corazón. Estás pegando justo, entiéndelo.
2: And that's the song that we always clap to. And you can see people are like, I know this song, but they're singing it in Spanish. What's up with this song? And all the new people, like servers that they're walking by, is like, this, this song is crazy. It's in Spanish, but I know it in English. Everybody knows that you know, like we, we have music up until five o'clock, four forty-five in the kitchen. Because
1: you open at five, we are, we, are we are dinner we're dinner, we're dinner
2: Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday we do brunch and dinner, obviously. Uh, so every day we listen to music. Music fuels me. It fuels the kitchen. It just makes you have a enjoy the dance. Uh, and and around four forty-five we turn it off. But at four o'clock when that song starts playing, one person or two people will start clapping, and then everybody just claps. Uh, and it's just a good way to get the, the blood going And if somebody's not ready uh, A few people will go clap for that person Like you go and clap for the dishwashers Or the prep ladies that are in the back Finishing their stuff and their
1: hands are full
2: Yeah, and then, and then they come and, and then we talk about what covers we have for the night What parties Just what we need to get better at What we've been doing good at All those little things Menu changes or things like that Just a classic lineup for a kitchen But approach in a very different way because when I whenever I worked in kitchens that do stuff like that, it's always very stern very strict. The chefs usually yells line up and then everybody just like soldier mode. This one I wanted to change it up a little bit and be like, is is the time where we can all get to talk to each other and say, hey I need help with this. Uh, I'm not gonna be ready by five o'clock if I don't get any help making this sauce. And that's a chance for everybody to come together as a team. And say, okay, well, I'm going to finish this and then I'm going to help you with that. Uh, I'm going to fry your chips today because your lips was longer. And that's that's the approach I have rather than, oh, you're not ready? Uh, well, you're, you're slow. You're not good, you know? Uh, and if you have the same problem constantly, then we fix that. But that's a chance where everybody gets to talk and bring a point of conversation to the, to the kitchen about how we're going to be better and how we're going to be ready for 5 o'clock. Because 5 o'clock is go time.
1: Thanks to Chef Fermín Núñez from Suerte in Austin, Texas. I'm going to end this episode with him alluding to 5 o'clock being go time. We hope he gets back to go time as usual very soon. But to hear what he's listening to while sheltering at home, be sure to check out a special quarantine playlist inspired by the music they play during Suerte's service every night. We have a link up over at thebluegrasssituation.com if you want to check that out, including music from Cafe Tacuba, LCD Sound System, Childish Gambino, and more. And also check out Hands for Austin Restaurants, a donation portal where chefs from all over Austin send you recipes and videos in exchange for a donation. And all proceeds go to Austin Restaurant Employees who have lost work due to closures around the city. Head to handsforaustinrestaurants.com for more information. You can get recipes and a video from Chef Fernin anywhere you live. It's not just for Austin residents, so check it out today. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for roots culture... Redefined. Special thanks to Osiris Media. Check out their entire roster of music and culture podcasts over at OsirisPod.com If you love The Shift List, please leave us a review or rating over at iTunes.com slash The Shift List I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening.